Hey everyone, welcome back to Indie Basketball, Colin the Podcast. It's where Indie Rock meets the NBA's finest. And today we got a great guest. We got Bo Coster of My Morning Jacket. We're going to talk Cavs. We're going to do a little game of musician matchups, Cleveland Cavs edition. It's going to be a good time. Stick around, enjoy. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, one of my followers actually is is someone who mentioned that you were a, a big Cavs fan. Yeah, um, yeah. So think, uh, thanks for coming on. That was my friend Jordan, I think. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we text about basketball like every day. Yeah. Specifically the Cavs. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, cool. So before we talk music one thing i or before we talk basketball i like to talk a little music first um and one mm-hmm. thing i like to ask people is what are you listening to right now and right now it's a good question um the new ken of gamar record for sure i've been listening to that a lot yep. um that kind of blew me away man yeah i'm i'm very curious um how some of those songs are going to be performed live mm-hmm yeah i mean the thing that struck me about it so much was that uh it felt like a piece of art and not Mm -hmm. a music album you know what i mean yeah you would think he would be um kind of pressured to create something a little more commercial yeah for sure and uh i mean a lot of those themes and like the styles or whatever and his voice as like an artist is has been there since the beginning but he kind of leaned into it the more kind of creative artistic side yeah and and more he leaned way more into like substance over style yeah which like in today's day and age like for me really like kind of blew me away for sure Um, so yeah i've been listening to that and um trying to think of what else has been popping up a lot Mm -hmm. i've been listening to uh sharon van etten a lot i i'm supposed to be seeing her in uh, a couple weeks oh cool that's it's a really cool tour with her and julia baker and angel olsen yeah all three are like so talented Uh uh-huh um but yeah you know how it is. You're like Spotify is just kind of like this, like grab bag all the time. Yeah, totally. And I've been working on my own like musicianship and kind of my mm-hmm. own like solo piano stuff. So a lot of that is like I've, I've been listening to a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's that's really what I've been listening to. But I'm sure nobody listening to Spotify is going to care. About no, for that sure. Stuff. Everyone's working on their own stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. oh, I have a lot of people on and who are part of bands. But you know, everyone's kind of always working on something. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it is an honor to have on someone who is a member of the Indie Basketball Hall of Fame. Indie Basketball Hall of Fame? Yeah, my morning jacket, Alonzo Morning. I was. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That, that might be. I think that might be when you kind of uh, 
came out came on to me yeah that was good I, I actually showed the guys in the band when i saw that they were all cracking up <laughs> is uh anyone else in the band a basketball fan they're all kind of like light basketball yeah. fans like if the playoffs are happening or like march madness they'll they'll yeah. like watch games with me but none of them are like i am you know for sure like I'm, I'm knee deep in it like daily <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah definitely definitely but um, i was talking i was talking to uh, tim from strand of oaks a couple mm-hmm. nights ago and he's become good friends with kirk goldsbury and so i'm gonna try to uh meet him at some point and kind of yeah pick his brain and uh I DM sometimes with like KOC and some of those guys. So uh, nice. And he also is a musician as well. He like plays guitar and stuff. So it's all yeah. kind of the uh, the NBA Twitter and the music Twitter often intertwines. It does. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you ever heard that saying like that all musicians want to be comedians and all comedians want to be musicians or whatever? Totally. Yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. like there's there's something there too with like NBA basketball. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, how has it been uh, getting back in the groove of touring and stuff? Man, it's been really good. Um, most of it has been like life affirming, you know, yeah. coming out of the yeah. pandemic. And also, you know, we've been together for a long time. And mm-hmm. so anytime you, you do anything for a long time, there's I think there's always that tendency to like um, take it for granted. Yeah. You know, and it becomes kind of like, you know, not less exciting, but, you know, once you've played a lot of big shows and you've kind of realized a lot of your dreams and made great records and made bad records and had, you know, all that stuff, it all starts to kind of like, you know, just feel like life. But coming out of the pandemic, I think we were all just like, you know, it reaffirmed why we love doing it. Um, And I feel like we've come back kind of bigger and better in a lot of ways too which is really cool um you know the COVID of it all has definitely been um a challenge at times Uh, i'm sure we've all gotten it now we all got it on tour so i'm 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 freshly um two weeks ago yeah did you have it for a long time or i still i'm I'm trying my hardest right now to suppress my cough a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 been yeah, it's 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 lingering. It it's I I avoided it for a long time. This is my first time having it. It's crazy. Yeah. I still know people that haven't had it, like including like my uh brother and his whole family. And they yeah. have kids, so who knows? Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah. But we got through it, you know? Yeah. And it's been good. I think we all feel you know, it's like demystified once you get it, you know. I know, right? Not saying that it that it can't be, you know, really serious for some people. Of course. Um, you know, I'm not trying to downplay it or whatever, but um it's nice to get it and get over it, knowing that right. you you know what I mean? You can like deal with it and move on. Definitely. <clears throat> yep. Um has it kind of uh you know, this you said it was life affirming, has it kind of inspired you to write are you guys writing new stuff? I know you're writing your own personal stuff, but as a band are you writing new stuff? Yeah. We're uh we're kind of fired up as ever at this point yeah. as a band, you know, we still feel like we have a lot to give and a lot to say, um, musically and, um, you know, we still feel like young and like we have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're just going to keep grinding away touring and making records and we're, but we've learned life balance now, you know what I mean? Sure. We do things smarter, 
you know, we treat it like a marathon instead of like yep. a, a sprint. We used to treat everything like a sprint when we were younger. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then we would like inevitably hit a wall, you know, mentally, physically, psychically, mm-hmm. you know, and then we'd have to like, we'd have like forced downtime. So, yeah, now, yeah. so now we're trying to avoid the forced downtime and, and like actually choose it. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you like you could think of it as like it is a job and, and people get burned out with their job. So like you kind of you do have to really pace yourself and take the time. Totally. Well, you know, I always tell people like, you know, when you've been on vacation for a week mm-hmm. and like on day six or seven, you're like, all right, I'm beat. You know, I want to like I can't wait to get home. Right. Like that's kind of what touring is, you know? Yeah. But it's usually a lot longer. Because it's you have that like excitement of being on vacation and you're kind of eating like shit and you're just like trying to have fun or whatever. You're like, oh, we gotta go see this thing, we gotta go see that thing. And you know, it's kind of like exhausting (laughs) usually. And that's kind of how tour is, you know. And you just can't wait to sleep in your own bed. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Cool, man. Um but as I said earlier, so you are a Cavs fan. Yes. Yeah. Um, born and raised in Cleveland. Born and raised in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. And you're you're in LA now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Have you caught? I mean, while you've been in LA, have you caught Lakers games or anything out there? Oh, yeah. Mostly Clippers games because mm. tickets are cheaper. And they're <laughs> easier to come by. Sure. And also, like coming from Cleveland, I'm an underdog guy. Like rooting mm-hmm. for the Lakers is just like sacrilege, you know. But LeBron. Yeah, but it was tough because, like, like he left us twice now, you know? So it's, like, it's just impossible for me to root for the Lakers. You sure. Know? I just can't do it. Um, but, like, it, I, I would love to see him win another chip. And then when he did win in the bubble or whatever, I was, like, mm-hmm. I was happy for him. Yeah. And there's all these kind of, like, tea leaves now that he might be coming back to Cleveland soon, too. Play with Brownie? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like, if you're following the Cavs really closely and you're following the situation with LeBron closely and you kind of follow clutch, there's a lot of like tea leaves that are starting to drop where you're like, oh man, like a year ago, I would have said, no way. This right. is never going to happen. And now I'm like, man, I, it's almost like a coin flip. Or maybe I just want to know how because the Cavs are good. Yeah. But, you know, Mobley and Garland and Sexton, who was out all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they have a lot of, like, young talent. Like, Markkinen's sure. young, mm-hmm. um, Agbaji, Okoro. Like, a lot of yeah. those guys, like, you don't know what they're going to turn into. Um, they could get better. And they have, like, they're kind of – their role players, like the really kind of end of the bench role players, are like kind of mm-hmm. solid, like Dean Wade and um, Lamar Stevens, yeah. guys like that. So, I did, yeah, they're just kind of one of those teams where if you just like set it and forget it, you know, and just water it and get sunlight, like it, they're going to be really good. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Garland, so fun to watch. And like Mobley for a rookie is just like insane. Yeah. I couldn't believe how mentally ready Mobley was to play in the NBA like he's his still, defense yeah yeah, he's still raw but he almost never makes a mental mistake which is right. just like mind-boggling for any like 19 year old let alone a big you know definitely yeah yeah so 
Where where do you as a you know you grew up a Cavs fan? Where do you where where do Cavs fans in general I guess stand on like how they feel about LeBron now? Is it most people feel kind of they they'll always love him or whatever? Or? It's kind of split. Um, probably in favor of LeBron though. Mm-hmm. You know most I think most Cavs fans are LeBron fans, and most of them still just like are grateful that he brought a championship to Cleveland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I was born in 1974 and up until that point, none of the major sports teams in Cleveland had ever won a championship Mm -hmm. in anything. And not only that, but like we had all these, these losses that were like, um, you know, like historical losses and they were named, you know, like the fumble and the drive and the shot. Trust me, I'm a Cubs fan. I get it. Yeah. And so like, (laughs) I, so I think most Cleveland fans are like just grateful that like he was on the Cavs and, and that he got him a chip. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, and to beat someone from Ohio, like awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have like mixed feelings on LeBron just because it's kind of a love hate with me mm-hmm. because the the initial time that he left, still like I, I can never get over how he boston series that year because it really like to me and i'm not a conspiracy guy but just watch like having watched him play since he was in high school right. i had never seen him play like that constantly deferring just giving the ball to delante west it's like things that, that lebron just doesn't do yeah you know so that's like that was like the beginning of me just being like i don't know man and then he goes on national television breaks up with his hometown girlfriend you know what I mean? That was just like so brutal. And Not then, only that, but he like just like led on every other city too. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and you know they they got paid like four million dollars for that ESPN special, you know, and they like they couched it like, oh, we gave we gave all the money to a charity, um, but they only gave like a million to the charity, and they kept the other like two point five. So it's like you can't blame them, but also it's like. If you're from Cleveland and like you wait your whole life to get a player like that, you know, and he's yeah. from your town and then he goes on national television and breaks up with you. It was just so brutal. Um, it's, it's bad. Yeah. And so then he comes back and then, you know, most of that time when he came back was just like constant drama, you know, when he's on your team, it's just all about him. So when it succeeds, mm-hmm it's because of LeBron. And when it doesn't succeed, it's because of everybody else. And he, and he often leaves like, he leaves like just like a mess when he leaves, you know what I mean? So he did that to us twice and he did it to Miami and now he's doing it to the Lakers, you know, cause he like, he cleared off on the Westbrook trade, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And now he's like, not he, for some reason he's not signing a long-term deal with the Lakers and, and now there's talk about him trying to get Kyrie. Yeah, which is just absurd because, you know, Kyrie's Kyrie and LeBron yeah. is LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder what their relationship is like. Well, they even in their time in Cleveland together towards the end, they kind of stopped working well together. Yeah. So yeah, because Ky- Kyrie's. Confusing. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie's like, can't even begin to explain what he's <laughs> like. I don't know what's going on in his head ever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he uh, he had his best time in Cleveland, you know. Yeah, I mean that's when 
Kyrie was a basketball player yeah. above everything else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now he's a, a sideshow and he's got all his other kind of gimmicks going on. Yeah. Yeah, I Stuff, just like... Because he's so talented. Yeah, for me, like, I'm a, I'm a, like, a we guy. You know what I mean? I'm not a me person. Yeah. Like, some guys love, you know, the guys that just, like, dominate the ball and score a ton of points. Like, I'm, like, I'm a Spurs guy. Like, mm-hmm. I love the Bucks when they won. I really appreciate Golden State, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, like, that's the kind of team we're building now in Cleveland. We're yeah. building, like, this high-character, like, selfless team. Mm-hmm. And JB, as I said, has done a good job, like, getting them to, like, buy in on defense and share the ball and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's hard to think. It's hard to, like, imagine having to root for, like, LeBron again, if you, know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, I, at the same time, I'd be kind of stoked, you know, because, like, if he if he could potentially, like, get into the finals as, like, a 39 or 40-year-old player and be mm-hmm. competitive, however that would look, that would be pretty epic. Absolutely. I you mean, know what I mean? It'd be like he's already Tom, solidified Tom his legacy. Exactly. It was Tom Brady, and he's like, I'm already the greatest. Like, I'm just yeah. going to make sure no one else can ever come close. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be epic. And, yeah. um, and I, and like, I love LeBron. Like, I love, like, the stuff he does off the court. And, you know, every time I, like, hear it yeah. with him and stuff, like, I, I got nothing but love for him. So if he came back, like, um, it would be fun. But, yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely, once he did the decision, I, he instantly became the villain and you know i same. could not stand him same yeah but i've come around to him since you same. know i you know once he won with with cleveland even hit you know the stuff off the court is what really kind of brought me in and you know he was as an actor he's even kind of funny and in, in yeah, train totally. wreck he was pretty good like yeah um but you know he's he's become a likable person again i like what he does with uninterrupted yeah um i love that, that stuff's very cool yeah so yeah, yeah i've definitely he, uh, come around to him he's like producing movies now or whatever that new movie with adam sandler yeah he produced that that was good yeah he did produce it yeah it was i enjoyed big. that um yeah it was tough like when when the spurs played them played the heat in the finals uh mm-hmm. like that was when i became like a hardcore spurs fan i was rooting so hard against the spurs oh, yeah. and that, you know what i mean and it like i almost cried when they beat them because it was like team versus you know like these like two and a half you know stars yeah. or whatever you know like oh, we're gonna win seven championships or whatever and then like dallas beat them in the same way with like just basically like team yeah that's I'm yeah, the spurs gonna... were the embodiment of team basketball yeah so I'm always going to lean towards like that kind of like basketball team. Yeah. Um, versus like, you know, the, like the three ring circus of guys like Harden and Durant and LeBron sure. always moving around. It's like, forget that, man. I know. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what is going to happen with Brooklyn and I, I've seen so many ridiculous, like five team trades and things like that. And like, yeah, all the speculations like starting to drive me crazy. I'm just like, just just let me know when it when it happens. Totally, yeah. That's how I feel about the like the big players movement every year now. <clears throat> but yeah, that's why I love like Giannis and guys like that. You know, it's like they could have easily bolted. You know, yeah, they're gonna make more money if they're playing in a big city. Um, and I get it. You know, like I left Cleveland, you know, to move to LA because I wanted to like, sure. you know, have more opportunities opportunities so it's like i understand it but it's just like it's so cool when guys just stay yeah. and they, they push through like the hard times and resilience and like build a team and build a culture and then win 
that's like Kobe. the ultimate way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, cool. So I, on the subject of team basketball, how do you feel going into next season with the Cavs? Like, do, do you think they have the pieces? <laughs> My gut feeling says that like, they might actually take a step back. Um, just because the East has gotten so much better and probably yeah. will get better with, with maybe Mitchell going to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, DeJounte Murray going to the Hawks. Like <clears throat> Charlotte's probably going to be not as good as I thought they were going to be now that Bridges has, is going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such a bummer. Um, wow. Yeah, just I, I can't believe it. But, um, yeah, like – I think the league figured the Cavs out last year. Um, As a Bulls fan, I feel exactly the same way. Yeah, like the league just like figured us out. They figured out how to just get open looks against Mm -hmm. our like three big defense. We basically just gave up corner threes. And so like Mm -hmm. teams would just just take tons of them against us. Um, And they kind of figured out how to deal with like our offense by just taking away lobs, yeah, you know, because, like, DG spent the first half of the season just, like, basically being, like, the ultimate, like, lob thrower, you know? Mm-hmm. He was, like, sleight of hand. And um, it, was, it was, like, the best stretch I've ever seen any point guard have in terms of just throwing lobs, like, even better than Chris Paul. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was insane. And then they just kind of figured that out, and they kind of try to make – they're just try to make, like, him beat – by a beat beat the team by himself which is just he's that's not really his game you know what i mean right and so i think they're going to struggle this year regardless of if sexton's around or not because sexton is sexton's kind of like a net negative because yeah he he pounds the ball too much and when he does need to make a decision it's too slow he doesn't think fast enough so he's if he does make a good read it's often too late he puts um, up a lot of, of a lot of volume. Like yeah. he takes a lot of shots. Yeah, and you know he he really is bad on defense, especially mm-hmm. off ball. He's just kind of like the same thing. He just kind of doesn't make reads quick enough, and he's often like kind of running like with a chicken with his head cut off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like people think that like oh Sexton's going to bring the offense that we needed, and it, and maybe, but I think it'll be like a bit of like there will be things that they were really good at as a team that they won't be as good at if, if Sexton's getting 30 minutes a game. Definitely. If, if Sexton is not hurt all season, is Garland as good as he was last year? I don't think so. I don't think think so so either. Yeah. And that was the thing about Garland. Like Garland is a, is an unselfish player. And so for Mm -hmm. his first two years on the Cavs, he deferred to Sexton, you know, he was just like, all right, man, do your thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we were kind of lucky that he went down last year, honestly. Right. Uh, Got became an all star because of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and he has room to grow too. Like he's going to get better for sure. Because um, he, he, the thing with him is just like taking more volume from three. Yeah. You know, he's just got to start jacking like nine, ten a game because he, he's such a good shooter and he can shoot it every which way, and that will just like create so much more space. Hmm. Um. But, you know, last year you couldn't really do that because they were just keyed in on them because there wasn't a lot of three-point shooting on the Cavs. Exactly, yeah. I so. think with the East, I think 
whoever whoever it is, you gotta look at some at like the Bucks, for example, and be like, who do we have that can stop Giannis? Yeah. Most most teams will say nobody. Yeah, but Mobley, I guess, is the guy who's going to try and guard him, right? Yeah, it'll probably be committee because yeah. you know you know what I mean. Like nobody can really stop Giannis, but I think yeah. like Mobley's long enough to to definitely bother him. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Bulls yeah. had nothing, yeah. absolutely nothing to stop Giannis. So well, like Patrick Williams could have maybe could have at least yeah. been, could have guarded potentially, him. potentially. But like you know, you go from. DeRozan to Vooch and it's just like there's no in between yeah the defense was rough for Chicago last year yeah but you know Boston was able to do it yeah but that's also by committee you know like yeah and Tatum you know is is definitely big enough and long enough to kind of guard him one on one at times Um, and then they had like Robert Williams and guys like that and Mm -hmm. Grant Williams was amazing yeah who would have thought <clears throat> but I think, uh, yeah, I think Mobley, I mean, for a first year, like like once he gets, you know, he'll get more comfortable, he'll get stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's he could be a good kind of opposition to Giannis. Yeah, and I mean, the thing about Mobley is <clears throat> if he can kind of like unlock himself on the offensive side of the ball. Yes, absolutely. Like the defense really doesn't need to get much better. Yeah. You know, if he becomes like – a guy you can run the offense through because that's kind of the future of the NBA. It's not even like Curry and pace and space anymore. It's like bigs that can like be a triple threat. Yeah. Jokic and bead mm-hmm. um, bigs that can switch on defense. So he could potentially be a Jokic type player yeah. who can switch on defense. If you, if you're a big, you can take the ball at the top of the key and kind of run the offense. Yeah. You're in good shape. I mean, I think it's possible with him. He definitely has yeah. like the the brain for it, right? Um, so we'll see. We'll just see like if he can unlock it. I mean that that is, you're right. That is the future because you got guys like next year. You got Victor Wembanyama or yeah. whatever his name is. You know, yeah. he's seven two with handles. Yeah, it's insane. And Chet too. Chet, like, yeah, Chet is so weird. Like I can't like I I was obsessed with the draft and I was like rating mm-hmm. everybody and like yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just couldn't like I couldn't get past his body, you know, like and seeing like tiny people just push him around. It's just uh-huh. so hard to get fully on board for a guy with a guy like that. But like the things he does do well is it's insane the way he yeah, dribbles absolutely. and shoots off the dribble and like block shots. Even when he's getting pushed around, he's still just so lanky. He can just like still yeah. get his hand on the ball. Did you yeah. watch Summer League? Yeah. Like It's crazy because with with Chad, it was like. His first game, you're like, oh man, he, Chet's insane. And then the second yeah. game, he was they shut they shut him down. Yeah. So it it's really still hard to tell. And I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But he he certainly needs to bulk up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we saw that in the Cavs last year. Like anytime we played against a big center, Jared yeah. Allen and Mobley just got destroyed. And B just bullies yeah. people around. Yeah. Yeah, and we had nobody. We didn't even have like a backup that weighed more mm-hmm. than them. So. Yeah, so much of it is like matchups and luck in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And yeah. and staying healthy. Yep. Cause that definitely was a bull's kryptonite too. Yeah. I believe in Zach Levine. Like I feel like he's gotten so much better. And like he can mm-hmm. play defense. Like yeah. he did it, he did it in the Olympics a couple years ago. Right. Um so I mean, 
the Bulls could definitely put it together. Patrick Williams is healthy. Mm-hmm. Who'd you guys draft this year? Um, oh God, I'm I'm blanking on his name because I wanted to say it was Jalen Duran, but that's who I wanted, and that's not who he took. Um, what I'm wait, look it up what pick quick. did you guys have? We had eighteen. Uh, Dale oh. and Terry. Oh, Dale and Terry. I like him a lot. Yeah. I think yeah. you're gonna like him. He's like yeah, I think so. He's like a really smart, like high energy, long role player. Yeah, he's he's imp- he impressed a little bit during summer league. Um, yeah, so I I think he'll he'll take some time for sure. But it it is a nice nice pick. Yeah, I was. I definitely hoping, want a Jalen Duran. I was hoping the Cavs pick Dalen Terry. I mean, yeah. Not not on draft day or whatever when like the guys were on the board, but like I was kind of hoping maybe we'd trade down for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm excited for the season to come back. You know, I feel like it's always the finals end. And you're like, how long have we got until the season starts? I know, man. This is like the dog days. <laughs> and I'm a baseball <laughs> fan too, but still, it's you know, yeah, can't yeah, wait yeah. for basketball to come back. Yeah, me too. Um, do you still do you do you play basketball? I did like a lot up until um, my mid 30s, and then like mm-hmm. my my body just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I probably could have kept playing if I would have just played like in hardwood on in gyms, but mm-hmm. that wasn't really an option for me. Yeah, yeah, I try to but when yeah. I can, but uh, yeah, a lot of people I talk to, they're like, you know, it, it it ranges. Some some don't play at all. Some are like, I play every Sunday. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I played like almost every day yeah. from like the age of like sixteen to like thirty four, probably like four or five times a week. Right. <clears throat> Uh, yeah put some miles on my body for sure definitely i mean on top of touring and all the stuff that wears you down too yeah hard drugs and rock and roll (laughs) (laughs) cool man so another thing i like to do is i I mentioned when i I shot you an email is do a little uh name association game uh it's called Mm -hmm. musician matchup so since you're Cavs fan we picked a bunch of Cavs players and we're going to determine we'll go back and forth I, I wrote down some too what do these players sound like what band do they sound like you could describe them in any way possible could um, be any any kind of music totally okay, yeah cool yeah um but yeah we'll, we'll just kind of trade back and forth and and kind of compare answers it's always fun coming up with the justification for why you, you picked them all right cool um but we'll start with the first one evan mobley and i'll let you go first Evan Mobley. He's like, God, he's like a, he's like a, somebody's like some great bands, like first record. He's like, (laughs) uh, he's like early Radiohead. <laughs> you know, like sure. he's like Radiohead the Benz. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like all the talent is there, like all the like just all the songs were amazing, but they they quite they, they hadn't quite put it all together and found their voice yet. Sure. Or like early or like, early Beatles, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Nirvana Bleach. Yeah, Nirvana Bleach. That would be cool. Um, Definitely. Or like uh the BGs before they went disco. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. 
I like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, he's he started off strong, and yep. uh, you you don't know where he'll go, but I, I feel like he'll go up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I went with so I went kind of like I like to play off of like their play style and like compare to like a band. Yep. So Evans, he's long and he's agile. I feel like he is like a post rock song. Uh-huh. So you know he goes he goes on for forever, but he doesn't break down. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's like an explosions in the sky. Like I can see that a, he's a long long jam. You know, yeah, or like a <laughs> television marquee movie. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely <laughs> for sure. I That's better because that. he that one actually like goes a little hard. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and it's solid throughout. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Cool. I like that. All right, so next one is Colin Sexton. Mm. That's a diff- that's a different vibe for sure. Yeah. Colin Sexton's like uh I'm trying to think of somebody. It's definitely chaotic. Yeah, he's super intense. Yeah, it's almost like uh, it—it's it, almost like Steve Vai or something like that. You know, like somebody, <laughs> somebody who's just like playing like solos the whole time, uh-huh. uh, but is like super talented, but like isn't really doing a lot of things like musically that that like people can understand. <laughs> you know, it's almost like late era Coltrane or something. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was—I don't know—that's that's putting Coltrane down, honestly. Um, that's true which i don't want to do um yeah he's like a he's like a mediocre like he's like a great guitar player on like in a mediocre jam band (laughs) you know what i mean oh man i don't know that's so good um i feel like he's like he's so intense he's like borderline psychotic yeah for sure i i feel like he's almost like a mike Patton. yeah yeah, he's a little all over the place. He's, he's Mike Patton's in like so many projects, but he is a one of a kind character. But like Mike Patton's diverse, you know what I mean? Like yes. Mike Patton's done so many like cool things, like different genres and true and uh, and it's like truly an original. Whereas like Sexton, I don't know. He's a point guard who doesn't really pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like I was trying to think of like a rapper that was like kind of just like all about himself all the time like in a funny way but i couldn't think of anybody or maybe it's like uh <laughs> migos because they're like pretty monotone when they rap yeah maybe <laughs> i don't know all right uh let, let's go the next one. let's go to mark price mark price mark price is like uh like really good christian rock <laughs> love it like, like he's like amy grant or something like I don't really listen to Christian rock, but like when I hear Amy Grant, I'm like, this is like this is a good fucking song, you know? Right. <laughs> like it kind of surprises you. Yeah, or like Sh- Shania Twain or something. I know she's not <laughs> Christian, but um, yeah, like Shania Twain's like just like quality quality music. I had a similar vibe. I want I said he's like a, he's like a folk singer. Yeah, totally. I, can I feel see like that. he's he's like a little bit like a Andrew Bird or like an yeah. M Ward. Yeah, I like that. For but sure. the talent's there absolutely you just sometimes you just you just don't think about it you know but it's there absolutely yeah and he's kind of underrated yeah i I agree like 
he was actually really fucking good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think he was like was, a four-time all-star. Yeah. And he was like, you know, he averaged like nine assists a game. One, one mm-hmm. of the greatest free throw shooters of all time. First guy really started like pulling up off the dribble from three. Yeah. One of the first guys anyway. Yeah, uh-huh. I feel like he averaged like what, like nineteen and nine or something like that. Something like years. that. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Cool. Uh next on the list, Anderson Verjao. It's like uh some like it's like metal. Some like, wacky stuff. Yeah, it's like Slayer or like Sepultura or like uh <laughs> like slipknot or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like he's very off the wall, very erratic. So have you ever heard of the band Melt Banana? No. They're just super wacky, like guitars all up and down everywhere, like all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super erratic stuff. He's amazing, man. He's one of my favorite players oh, of yeah. all time. Side, good old Sideshow Bob. I love that dude. So good. <laughs> He's one of those guys, like, you know, it was funny back in the day, especially Bulls and Cavs, like Joakim Noah and Vincent Verge, oh, yeah, like bizarro yeah. versions of each other. Yeah. Joakim Noah is still hated by the Cavs fan base, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I can understand why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, that interview is still hilarious to me. It is. Yeah, it is funny. I was, I loved, I loved Noah. I was always a big fan of his. He's he's intense. He's the he is the guy who like you hate him unless he's on your team. Totally. Yeah. Barajal so, the same way. Yeah. Barajal. Um Noah's dad was cool. Like I, yeah. I grew up like watching him play tennis against like Norborg oh, nice. and like McEnroe and those guys and stuff. Yeah. Awesome. He was cool. He was kind of yeah. similar vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um last one on the list. I mean, this is gonna be tough, but LeBron James. How, how do you how do you classify LeBron James as a musician? That's a that's a that's a tall order. I mean, he's kind of like Prince. Can One do, of the kind. He can just do anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, incredibly skilled, incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. All about him, like self-centered, but. Maybe not in a bad way because it like it should be all about him because he's so badass. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I mean I would say like I was I was actually thinking about this. I was like thinking about I was thinking about saying Kanye West. <laughs> because like like at first I was like, oh he's like Jay Z, but kinda of, but I kind of feel like like LeBron had enough like marks on his record throughout like his career enough yeah. like things that it's hard for me to like say he's like equal to jay-z okay but i don't know like prince prince is kind of like that when he was at his best he was like the he was like the, the goat he's the greatest totally. of all time but he also had like a lot of missteps yeah a lot of records that are like nobody nobody listens to or whatever sure but i don't know it's tough i honestly i i think about uh prince's uh, guitar solo on the mighty guitar gently weeps oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. performance yeah, yeah, like yeah. like once a month oh my god i'm it's like so good. yeah i'm a huge prince fan man like yeah um to me that's like it's kind of like the height of where you can go you know mm-hmm. when he was hitting on it on all cylinders 
I mean, there's like, there's nobody that can sing that well and play the guitar that well and dance and yeah. write songs and play the piano. And you know what I mean? Like he could play the drums. Totally. Like, dude, he was like the baddest motherfucker that like they ever lived. You know? And he was like quiet and loud at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And like Mystifying. All, the, all the stories about him, like the like the, the practical jokes and like mm-hmm. they, like he's he's really good at like ping pong and basketball and all these <laughs> things, you know. He's just like one of those dudes he rolls out of the bed every day and he's just like the baddest motherfucker in everything he does. He's like, I'm going to cook myself some eggs. And they're like the baddest fucking eggs <laughs> yeah. you've ever had. You know what I mean? Right. He's that Absolutely. dude. It's funny. Uh, My Morning Jacket's tour manager now, this guy, 5-1, was Prince's tour manager for a long time. Ooh. So we've been getting like a lot of like, you know, stories. Exclusive from stories, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And he's also like the only, like the only, the only tour manager that Prince never fired. Apparently, he's like notorious for firing tour managers, but for some, like, you know, our guy like was able to uh, never be fired by him. I mean, everything you're saying right now describes LeBron. So much. I mean, he's he's LeBron would get his head coach's fired. Yeah, you know, and he would. It was everything he wakes up. He's like the greatest of what he's doing. Like, I it sounds like LeBron to me. Yeah, and if and if he had a bad show, like it wasn't because of him. It was because like maybe his backing band, like. Wasn't up to the yeah, wasn't yeah. up to the moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so fault. perfect. Yeah. My my pick was this may be controversial, but I am a Bulls fan. So I think if Michael Jordan is the Beatles, I think LeBron's the Rolling Stones. I mean it's like Yeah, I can see that. It's it's really your, your flavor. It's like they were both very impactful at the time, but in in my mind, I see the Beatles as like an inch ahead of Rolling Stones. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I must feel like uh, I was kind of like I did. This just came to me, but like going back to Mobley, you could say Mobley was like the like the demos for all things must pass with George Harrison. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Absolutely. Like it's Dude, like all things must pass. One of my, it's my favorite Beatles post album, like post yeah, solo album. So fucking good. I mean, all three of those guys made great records. Yeah, post Beatles. Absolutely. It really is. Uh, it's kind of amazing thinking about it. Yeah. Like that there was a time that that they were doing that and all these other legends were also making music at the same time you know right <laughs> and too when I, you watch the the beatles thing on disney plus mm-hmm. like I, I i i saw something that like i don't remember what it, it wasn't if not for you there was a song on all things must pass that like George Harrison like proposed to the Beatles as a Beatles song, and they're yeah. like, "Nah." I think it but was like, all, wasn't it. All things must pass. I it, think it, it might have been. It might have been. Uh, but like, just the fact that like now I've seen how they like interacted with George, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Right. Yeah, George was kind of like the little brother, so they mm. they never let him. They never little like give him like equal uh, treatment or something. Yeah, that was that was really fun to watch. Yeah, that whole documentary like turned all my preconceived notions about all those guys kind of mm-hmm. around. Because you know, going in, I would have expected John Lennon to be uh, like the show. Know, just, yeah, just more yeah. like 
more cantankerous, more, you know, like me first or whatever. And he ended up he being was very like, much like, I'll do whatever. Yeah. And I would have expected Paul to be more kind of uptight and um, less loose. And I felt like he comes off like way more um, understanding and joking mm-hmm. around all the time. And even though he was like firing creatively on all cylinders, yeah. he was somehow patient with the process. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Structured. He was very structured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then George, I thought, would have been like the Zen master. And he was kind of like the pouty teenager. Yeah. Which was, I was like, whoa, okay. And then Ringo, I would have expected to be like the big goofy guy who was like always like kind of cracking too many jokes and not being focused. And he was the Zen master. He yeah. was just the guy like just like tell me when I need to play the drums. Exactly. Yeah, he was here and he was like, all right, I'm on. Yeah. So cool. Love that. Yeah. Well, cool. I, I – I think we got some good uh, musical comparisons here. Yeah. Um, this was this was a fun one, um, but I think I think that that about does it, dude. Thanks for for coming on. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. This, this is a good time. Uh, good. Best of luck to your Cavs in the upcoming yeah, season. Good luck. To Unless the Bulls. they're playing the Bulls. <laughs> I think yeah. I think we'll be uh, neck and neck. I think so too. And unfortunately, I think we'll be like closer to the the play in. Yeah, I think the Cavs will be too. Yeah. I think we'll be like five hundred. I think I think we'll I, I hope that we're not battling each other in the play end. That might be fun. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but thanks again for coming on, dude. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. So that's gonna do it for this episode of Indie Basketball. I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, we're at patreon.com slash basketball. If you support us on there, it does a lot to help us make some more half-court sessions, which we have on YouTube now. Our first one with String Machine. Join our Discord community. Check us out on Twitter, on Instagram. Stay up to date. Check everything else together at indiebasketball.com. But thanks for listening, guys.